Hey, oh, hey, everybody. Folks, we are live. We are rocking and rolling on time, and uh, we're recording there. I, I believe I literally am batting a thousand. For the time being, we'll see what happens as the lo- night progresses. It's a lot of time for me to screw something up, right? For sure. Well, we didn't even have to ask, and people are starting to uh, check in from all over the place, like Charles, Louisiana, uh, for, from Timmins, Ontario, Canada, Turlock, Canada, or maybe that's California. California, babe. Oh. What, what would the abbreviations be for Canada? C-A? Well, it'd be like Ontario or Manitoba. Oh, right, or... right, 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 right. Prince George, British Columbia, that's Canada. I know that, right? Cottonwood, California. Hey, there's a California one anyway. Heck yeah. What else we got in here? New Jersey. Hey, Kelly. Mm-mm-mm. Central Ohio, Alberta. Hi from New York. Hi. More, hi. More, hey. more Canada and California people. <laughs> Ethan hit, uh, hit a record. <laughs> Ohio, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Vermont, Colorado, whoop, 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 upstate New York, heck yeah, Kentucky, everybody's checking in, Utah, Pennsylvania, what else we got here? We got a little special something something here, folks, look at that, my own little uh, private little decanter. Unlabeled. Unlabeled, do you know what this is? This is called an, and it's called like an infinity bottle. Uh, it's where you take the last little bit of every single bottle and you pour it all in together until you fill it up and then you drink it. Is this like your own small batch then? Um, it would essentially be a single barrel, no. sing, single bottle because it's there's it's one of its own kind. Exceedingly uh, it could be, small batch. It could be, it could be horrible. But the, the biggest thing is that everything that I drink uh, fits my flavor profile there, my palate. So let's see here. Yeah, because it's just the bottom little bit that's left. And if it's a bad bottle. I don't make it there. You, it doesn't get to the very end to get added into the mix. Nope. And oh, because I'm sure you're all wondering, I'm having seltzer water, lemon lime to be exact. Mm-hmm. Refreshing. Good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Folks, what is everybody else drinking this evening? That's a big part of the the fun and the... Shh, goodness, if you guys could see this table right now. Ooh, we really need to get set up uh, our own little studio area where we can leave this stuff set up on a regular basis like we, like we actually take it I down. I was going to say, who are we kidding? We don't regularly take it down, so... No, 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 no. My kitchen table, dining room table, has pretty much just become our studio. Mm. And Aiden's actually done a really good job of leaving it alone for the most part. This is this is pretty good. I, I'm this will be a fun one. Can I ever repeat it again? The answer is no, absolutely not. But we may be able to come close. Where else we got people from here? Oh, what was that? That was a notification on my phone. <laughs> Oh, that was really, really loud. And I'm Sorry. pretty sure I told you to put your phone on. Do that, not disturb. This right here? This? Everything maxed out? Thank thank you, a- Aiden. Appreciate you, bud. <laughs> Good thing we didn't. We were just talking about. How he doesn't touch anything on the table very often. Okay. Well, while we are getting some more check-ins going, we have a couple things that we wanted to talk about. Yes, we do. So, first things first, if you're all here, you probably saw the announcement on Instagram and Facebook, like, uh, that we're doing a giveaway. Are we? Are we doing that? Yeah, we're doing a giveaway. But we wanted to talk to you about how this giveaway will go and the rules... Of the giveaway and but, but before a few before the rules, okay, the few things she's kind of like beating around the bush. Last time, y'all got all upset when you didn't end up winning, okay? You were like, oh, I, I didn't get that free hat. 
And I had it in my cart, but we're I had legitimately to... upset with us. And okay, folks, I mean, I we just gave some free stuff away. I'm sorry, somebody beat you to it. Okay, that's because we only had a limited number of coupon codes. Ethan's brutally honest comments uh, directed come at you on, guys, folks. Today. Uh, but on, on a serious note, as long as everybody can play and. We want to, we want to give more stuff away. Okay. Yeah. And we want to uh, show our appreciation for you guys that are tuning in live. There are going to be a limited number of uses of this coupon code. I am going to hold on to the code until the very end, which basically I'm going to bait you to finish watching our show. Tonight. That's the goal here. Just to get you to carry drag on the whole along. Time. But I wanted keep to you show there. you what we've got for giveaway today because this is going to be really cool stuff. So if you have seen our steady tab, I don't know. It's not showing me what I'm it's, seeing. It's showing you just you're holding it right in front of the camera. Look, ah, there it there, is. There we go. So our steady tabs, which we're pretty proud of, pretty excited with. Uh, we've tested out a couple different prototypes. These are on our website now. And these bad boys are what are going to be given away this time. And they're made out of the biothane material, just like our easy leads, just like our flat collars with all stainless steel hardware and you, double stitch. If you haven't seen the YouTube video where we show how they work, speaking of YouTube, guys, I started a new YouTube channel. I don't know if you uh, knew that, but you should definitely hop over, check it out. Just control T, open a new tab there or command T or whatever you're working on. And guy with the pink gun, check it out. Got a few videos. It's going to kind of roll in cycles, all right? It's all the stuff that we've got going on. For me, this time of year, it's it's kind of the, the pigeon time of year, okay? The long-suffering <laughs> sigh that I have to give to Ethan. Okay, so... Um, also, I'm working on trying to get a turkey hunt roped into this. We've got some uh, cool videos upcoming with... We burned the pasture. That is coming very soon. And it was nuts. Uh, I'm it just was pretty intense. It was nuts. Okay. So, um, and then as we roll through, we'll do some exhibition shooting. I'm trying to get lined up with a guy to do some long range shooting stuff to show you how not as good at that as I am with the shotgun. I really am. And then uh, from there, we'll be rolling back into what? continue. We'll be rolling back into hunting, early season hunting, and then guide season, and then... Some cooking, because this summer coming up with I found I found a new recipe. Um, this one, actually, I didn't find it. I can't take credit for it. Grandma found it. Grandma Elaine found it, and uh, it's good. So, we're going to make that. Are talking about the chicken? Yeah. But we're going to do a pheasant. Yeah. It's delicious. It's freaking delicious. So all kinds of fun stuff. Me being who I am on a YouTube channel. Check it out. So now that Ethan interrupted my spiel on the steady tabs, I was getting ready to show you all. So we have had a few people. Do you think I was doing coming at you? I don't know with you sometimes. Um, So we've had a few people reach out asking us about the steady tabs. And like we've said before about our online store, if there's something you'd like to see on the store or request, we will try and do our best to see if we can make that happen. So guess what we've made happen? All the fun colors for the steady tabs as well. So these are the colors currently available, offered. And we will have black as well, but the um, gentleman that makes these for us is out of the black three-quarter inch currently. So those will be coming soon, but these are the colors that we have. There is the sky blue, royal blue, neon yellow, red, pink, sunshine yellow, purple, and brown, which we got more brown easy leads back in too, which is awesome. They'd been out of stock for a long time because our distributor was struggling to get the material. Like all distributors, I feel like right now are having a hard time getting some of those distribution type things. 
But all of those steady tabs are now offered in those colors. Now, when we roll out the coupon code and you're checking it, what are you doing? I'm trying to get this set up the best way possible. Okay. So when we give out that coupon code and you're using it and everything like that, I want to let you know that we have not got the new colors up on the store yet, but when you're checking out, there's a comment section or a note section when you're checking out. So put what color you want for the steady tab in there with your coupon code and everything when you're checking out and you'll get that color. If you don't put that in there, you're getting orange. So um, there you have it. 10, right? Yes, we're going to do 10 giveaways with ten those. 10 giveaways. Love the colors. Thanks, guys. Someone asked where you got these really cool mugs or cups. I can't remember. Nick Hebner, I think, somebody. Yeah, these are double. I, I don't know if they're double wall insulated. Yeah, double wall insulated. And they are from. Well, they are from a good friend of ours, Tyler. Yeah. But no, I don't, no, 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 no. But they you're probably are. wondering that's a, that's where you can get them. That's where I was headed. They're called Snoot, S-N-U-T-E. But yes, my buddy Tyler gave these to me. And uh, they are nice to hold on to. And they do. They kind of look like wood-ish. Wood grain, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then double wall Fancy. insulated. So they are aluminum with the stuff on the outside. And if I can get it up high, I don't know. That's a good way to spill it all over the computer, I think. Yep. Little coaster, like a foamy piece on the bottom. Snoot. Snoot. I anyway, like it. so I saw that question. And I was like, hey, you usually talk about what you're drinking. And you uh-huh. can talk about your glasses, too. So we had a super chat from Paige Carter, but I don't necessarily see if there, there's the question. Okay. Sorry. Cause she did the super chat, but then the comment didn't get in with it, but I found her oh, name gotcha. down below. So Yawa, can a GSP make a good service dog for someone with PTSD and panic disorders, main tasks, alerting to anxiety, pressure therapy, crowd control, plus more. Can they be happy in a non hunting home? So that's a good question. Um, We have seen short hairs as service dogs or working dogs before. I don't necessarily know in the exact way that you're looking for them to be used um, as far as like pressure therapy, things like that. Um, One thing that I can say about short hairs is they are a fairly energetic breed with a lot of independence. They're also very intelligent, Mm -hmm. um, but they're also very affectionate dogs. So, um, making sure that they have been trained and raised from the beginning on with these goals in mind would be really important. Trying to take an older dog and turn them into a therapy dog like this probably wouldn't work as well because they've already learned another role, another job, and they definitely, um, would struggle to bring back their focus on just you, I think. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of those things that I... In all honesty, like that type of therapy dog, a short hair would not be my first go-to. Agreed. I think that there are other breeds out there that would excel at this type of um, service dog behaviors and service dog jobs than a short hair. I mean, I love short hairs, but again, they're not for everyone. They're not for every environment. And there are other dogs out there that have done a really good job about being service dogs, especially for specific tasks like anxiety alerting and, um, the, the pressure therapy and things like that, like diabetic alert dogs I've heard of as well. So good question. I hope we were able to answer that for you. Another super chat from Aaron Mumblu. Sorry if I said your last name wrong. When we were talking on the phone the other day, I should have double checked on how to say it, I guess. Uh, you guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. Anyone that isn't a Patreon member, I highly recommend. Let's get them to a thousand Patreon members. Hey, you're jumping the gun. We were going to announce that as also part of this week's things to talk about. So, yeah, so for those of you that don't understand, I guess a majority of you that are here have heard of, but the um, Patreon is another social platform, essentially similar to Instagram or Facebook or something. There's a wall, 
There's a, but there's an additional portion where there's a community section where it essentially makes like a forum type thing, but not exactly a forum. But then you have a message service portion as well. And we have that set up because it is a subscription based service where you can actually, um, get direct feedback from Kat and I on your training. There's different levels that you can move through from just questions back and forth on the regular, or you can move to the video tier. The video tier being that you can actually video your training sessions, send them to us. We review them, give you direct feedback on where you need to go. The phone call, which is the VIP tier, it also gets you a discount to our online store. Yep. And... That includes like if you would prefer to pick up the phone and talk versus message, we can set up that. And then the last is the live tier where we actually sit, watch your training sessions while you're actively doing the training. And then, is you, I mean, you got us in your back pocket or, or looking over your shoulder. Because saying, timing is so important when it comes to dog training. So we can be right there saying your timing is right or yep, you need to change that. things up so that this Stop is going to be that. better. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's kind of what Patreon our Patreon community is about. So thanks Aaron for the shout out. Um, and we wanted to talk because on Patreon we have goals and when we reach those goals, really cool, exciting things happen. Um, so our Patreon community is what allows us to put on these really cool talks for you, get this new equipment, do, um, get new lenses, get new cameras for all of our other videos that we put out on YouTube. It basically is a way for us to continue supporting the content that we're putting out. And that is all thanks to patrons. So thank a patron, but we also want to give back to our patrons, um, not just helping answer their questions. We don't want something for nothing. Um, but also when we meet some of these goals, we like to do exciting things like, was it last Yawa or the one before? One before that, I think. Um, so once we hit the goal of reaching 500 patrons, we are going to invite one lucky patron that they want to join us um, on a live Yawa. And we were already able to have one patron join us. Um, like I said, probably wasn't last week, the week before. These Yawas kind of run together in my head sometimes, sorry. Um, and they were able to join us. So we want to, um, since we're still at 500 patrons, we... Um, want to do that again for everyone. And our goal will be to do the next, um, live Yawa with a patron on April 28th. So, uh, putting it out there a couple weeks out so that we can get a little more feedback on our Patreon community and find out who would like to join us and then yeah. letting them know who the lucky person is that's going to get to, and hopefully, make sure that they have time to join us this time, because I know that we ran into a few people that weren't available after they said that they would want to. Um, so we want to give people as much heads up as we can, but did you want to talk about what our new goal is? Yeah. At 1000 patrons. Okay. So we're a little ways from that. Um, but at 1000 patrons, we'll be selecting someone from that again to join us at a on-site dog training seminar. So we do a few of those a year um, with COVID stuff. Last year, we didn't do hardly any, and that slowed the beginning part of this year down. But uh, As well as a couple other things like baby on the way. <laughs> yeah. So uh, early fall, we are planning. We should have those dates announced here pretty quick because I'm also looking at doing a joint seminar with Bob with uh, Lone Duck out there. You've seen us talk about him a little bit. He's been on our channel a couple times and we're going to be trying to do a collab seminar up there as well. So trying to get all those dates worked out, but um, the thousand patrons, we're going to pick one person and their dog and their dog to attend. Um, all expenses paid all to expenses get here. Paid. Yep. We'll get you flown out here or drove out here, whatever it takes to get you here. And the dog here and put up in a hotel, hotel meals, the whole nine yards, everything will be covered for one lucky person. That is a patron. It's uh, it's a huge goal though, to meet a thousand patrons. Um, that'll be a huge thing for us as a commitment as well, because that thousand patrons, those thousand, that thousand, those thousand, how would you refer to it? Those thousand patrons 
um, have lots of questions and videos to review. So it's not just a, oh, give us something for nothing. We do sit down and spend a bunch of time Mm -hmm. answering questions, watching videos. Uh, We try and take Sundays off for the most part, just for family time. But Mm -hmm. we're still getting back to you guys pretty Pretty quickly and regularly, I think. Absolutely. So a thousand patrons, that is uh, how, how you how you get there, as well as you get a lot of cool stuff along the way. So, For sure. We have another super chat. Fantastic. From Cole Frimmel. Gunshy Dog tried all of your suggestions. Intro to Gunfire was good. Fourth of July happened. Love wah, the wah, content. Wah. Would like to see more lab training. Also, don't see different colors of Steady Tab in the store. Okay, so... If your dog is gun shy and you're struggling with overcoming that and you have tried some of the suggestions that we have in videos, um, this would be a situation where not to like. No, it fits perfectly. Beat a dead horse, but Patreon would be a really good option for you because not every dog is the same. Overcoming gun sensitivity is definitely something that needs to be catered to each individual dog. That's the thing. So I fixed a bunch of dogs that have gun sensitivity issues everywhere from complete, like scared to death to "Ah, just a little hesitant, something. Reacting to the gunfire. Yeah. Gun shy to gun sensitive, whatever. Fixed a bunch of them. They all followed the exact same equation, but they all take a completely different path. Okay, so the equation is you need to find something that that dog wants to work for, something that they want to work for that we can build to being the most important thing in that dog's life. And that will be able to be used to overcome the sensitivity that we're seeing there. Um, It happens at different rates. It does. Yeah. A lot of times birds can be can be a big one. Sometimes, sometimes retrieving yeah, is one. Sometimes you have a dog that also has bird sensitivities or a lack of bird drive. So then you have to first build the bird drive mm-hmm. to get to being able to overcome the gun sensitivity issues with birds. So Patreon would be a really good option for us to see what's going on, see where you're at with things, Absolutely. make some more suggestions, see some videos of what you've tried. Um, if you guys, I don't know if you follow us on Instagram as well as our YouTube channel and things like that, but Ethan just posted a video this week of a dog that we were helping overcome some gun sensitivity issues, Bailey, Mm -hmm. who has come such a long way and is doing such a great job and is getting to go home the beginning of May here, uh, to her family. And she's going to be able to go out and be a hunting dog now. Whereas before that was not an option for her. So, and Bailey's uh, individual things were, first of all, she kind of lacked a little bit of bird desire to begin with, as well as had an overabundance of pointing desire. So, you know, a lot of times we utilize prey drive and, and that natural instinct kicking in to cloud out everything else that's going around. So they're actively chasing. Oh, this is awesome. I'm chasing this bird that's flying away. You can introduce that gunfire in the background, right? And then they just, it's gone. They don't hear it. They don't know what's going on. They're not paying attention. It isn't, um, that's the, the bird itself is a big enough distraction to prevent them from noticing the gunfire. That's the key, right? So you throw the bird out and she would stop and point it. And not chase. Did not chase. And there was no chasing. And with the no chasing, timing is very difficult. And then you'd get a little bit of chase and then you'd try and make a shot and she'd instantly turn. And in the beginning, Tucktail ran back to the kennel. I mean, that was the first experience with gunfire out here. It was okay. Well, I thought we were ready, but obviously we were not. And now to the point where if you go and hit up hit up Instagram, there's a videos right there. You can watch and see actually shot uh, a couple birds over and now we're to the point where I mean she's only a few weeks away from going home so it's uh it's really really exciting it's a very cool situation so check us out there on patreon and we'd love to help you Cole um, you love the content and would like to see more lab training so you probably have already seen the Sprig series and clutches series um, if you haven't definitely check those out there's two playlists that go over all of that now. We don't breed or raise labs, so we don't typically 
have one to develop and train and do all the things. We had oh. two situations um, and relationships with um, Riverstone Kennels with Sprig and then mm-hmm. Lone Duck Outfitters with Clutch that we were able to work through um, those series with those two puppies. And then they went back to the breeders. So um, currently no labs. We also breed and raise short hairs. So we put a lot of time into those dogs and developing them and putting out more content with them. So unfortunately right now I don't have another lab, anything in the mix or in the future, but Uh, Like Ethan mentioned, he's going to go out and do a seminar with Bob. Some of that may be videoed. You never know. Uh, But also, Bob has a channel. He does. Lone Duck Outfitters. Lone Duck. YouTube. So he has a lot of lab training videos coming out as well. So I would highly recommend checking his channel out, especially if you want more lab-specific content. Um, And then the last part of that was... No, we do not have the rest of the colors updated yet on the store. Um, they just showed up a literally yesterday. I think yesterday they came in. Yeah. And so haven't had time for our website store editors to edit those. And I kind of jumped the gun and was like, I want to talk about them on Yawa today. So uh, if you want a specific color other than the orange, you need to put it in the comments when you order um, until we get them uploaded or pictures done on the store. So that is the workaround that we're working around currently, currently, but it will change when we can get to it or not us. Cause we don't know how to do that, but, um, Darian. Okay. There we go. Sometimes the super chats pop up and then the questions below. So I was looking for that from Darian H four month red old lab. Four-month red, old lab. Four-month old red lab? Maybe. Working on collar conditioning. Collar has vibrate and tone. Have been using the vibrate like our videos. Any suggestions on the tone function? So, um, tone can be used in place of vibrate. Mm -hmm. The cool part that we like about vibrate is not only can the dogs feel the mild vibration of the e-collar, kind of like your cell phone vibrating in your hand, but also that vibration, which is up by their neck, they can also hear it because just like your phone, when it's sitting on the counter vibrating, yep, you can hear it. So it allows the dogs to have two senses that they're responding to. Um, but you can definitely use tone as well. Uh, I'm not sure what collar you have. Maybe a Garmin that has both. Has tone and vibrate. Uh Uh-huh. That's what it says. Mm, Maybe a Garmin. Sport dog, maybe. But basically you would utilize the tone function the same way as you're utilizing the vibrate function Mm -hmm. where the dog would learn to turn the tone off by complying with the behavior that we're asking. So if they know how to recall with vibrate, they can learn how to recall with tone as well. Biggest thing is that not all dogs train or their brains work the same. So having a whole lot of different things. Uh, for example, I've got a dog in right now that's pretty collar reactive, right? And um, the first time I actually utilized collars, like, okay, we're going to start with vibrate conditioning, right? And jumped out of his socks. <laughs> Crazy, okay? And huge, huge reaction, yelping like it was in pain, whatever. It just was totally unexpected and totally abnormal and very collar reactive. So in that situation, you know, all we had to do is work through with him to be able to understand this is not. That's not how you're getting out of the collar. Yeah, this isn't going to shut it off and it's not hurting you and whatever. But um, a dog like that may have, like our cars, our collars don't have tone. So a dog like that may have responded better to tone. And, um, but knowing the dog, they're a fairly reactive, responsive, dramatic dog to most things. So, I mean, you say that it might have been different with tone, but might've been, might. that's what I'm saying. Having options and mm-hmm. all dogs are different. So having the ability to say, Ooh, let's try something different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. No, it isn't. So 
This is the next thing that I want to talk about. What? Next yeah. week's live Yawa, guys. Dun, dun, dun. We have a litter of puppies. They yes. are five so weeks old next week. Big fan favorite, right? You get to watch big puppies. Big cat favorite, too. I mean. You get to watch puppies play while we answer your questions, while we sip on bourbons and drinks and, and seltzer waters. Seltzer waters together. All of the fun stuff happening while you get to watch puppies. The and time. the last time we did this, we didn't have some of the cool new equipment and things. And this time, A, we've got way better internet. B, we've got some new equipment, so we'll be able to do, like, a camera view on the puppies Mm -hmm. and a camera view on us, which I know you probably won't want to see, so we'll make it really little, kind of like when we did the pedigree one. That's what we did last week. We did the pedigree podcast, which was why we didn't do the Patreon one last week. That was the week before, so now I've got my little schedule figured out. It'll be right here. Right, Right here. About right there. And Why is that not? Oh, there we go. I can't make my hands and work. And it's way backwards. Like it's flip-flopped. Yeah. But so I hope you guys are excited, as excited as I am for the live Yawa with puppies, um, where you guys get to see them playing constantly and being absolutely adorable. I actually, so one thing that I want to share with you is five weeks old is my absolute favorite age for puppy litters. That's I think my favorite age too. You don't have a favorite age. Maybe I don't. You can't steal mine. So my favorite age is five weeks old because those puppies are super cute and playful. They're growling around. They're playing with their toys. They're interacting with each other. They haven't quite turned into a pack of piranhas, which I lovingly refer to as GSP puppies that are over five weeks old because they a lot of times... um, feed off of each other's energy, you hop in with them and they turn into this mob of puppies that all want your attention and they're starting to get into that really nibbly, bitey phase. And if you're interacting with, you know, nine of them at once, like the Grit Vex litter, it gets to be a little bit much. Whereas at five weeks old, they're not quite to that level. And prior to that, they aren't doing as much playing and they are still super cute. Do not get me wrong. But five weeks is like my golden age. For puppies. Now, I did want to touch back on this one. It says here, um, Dar- Darian, right? Was the super chat? Yeah, yeah. It says here, it's a Garmin. Ah. He seems to not care about the vibrate much at all. First three times, he was a bit nervous, but now he doesn't really care about the sensation. So, first of all, um, I do want to say... <sighs> It's, it is a conditioning process. So like we set up the training sessions in a controlled environment, you should be utilizing that same controlled environment to begin collar conditioning because we're teaching a whole new thing and it is collar conditioning, not collar magic, right? So hit the button, they feel it. And like we, it took a little while probably to teach your individual cues when you say here or sit or kennel or whatever, the vibrate kind of becomes a cue as well. It's something new that they have to learn how to respond to. So it takes a few reps. And I would rather have a dog that seems to be able to have the potential to ignore vibrate versus the dog that freaks out with something as simple as vibrate. So, um, but you still have to just take the time to condition that collar uh, feature basically and, and get the response that you're looking for, for each individual behavior. I hope that makes sense. That makes sense to you. Yeah. But I'm on the same same wavelength as you most of the time. Yeah. Did that make sense? Oh, Hey, 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 we got uh, Tim checking. He said, Hey, uh, Ethan and the cat and Ethan and crew are definitely GSP whisperers. I don't whisper much. I will tell you that. It's more like a general conversation level. They send, they tend to do a little better with that. But, but. we definitely are uh, excited to show you everything that Bailey's learned and uh, send her home to you guys. You're going to be really happy, I have a feeling. Okay, so this is something that oh, I am pretty excited about. This is a... 
the video with the video series. I don't know if you guys have seen this specifically, but we did an entire video series with two different mamas and their litters. And one specifically was Breezy. And we actually got to video the entire whelping process. Now, one of the things that brought this up is we just are like just finishing the new whelping facility. And that's not to be some magical new and I'm going to use the word because we're far, we're about as far from it as you can become, but it's not some magical puppy mill super producer thing. We've had a few people like, oh, you can do so many more puppies now. That is not the goal or the plan. We will do a few more litters than what we've been doing, but, but it's to have- taken, an ap- I was going to say, but that has taken years to develop into our breeding program mm-hmm. um, to get to the point where we have enough quality females that we feel confident in breeding, yeah. that they meet the requirements uh, that we have set out for our breeding program. Um, and when we started out, you know, we only had a couple females and it's been a building process over the last decade. And so we finally are to the point where we can add a few more females, which allows us to have a few more litters in a year. Um, also having a much nicer setup situation to take care of those puppies, uh, because previously they've been in our house, which is great, but our space is a little limited and in the new facility, the puppies are going to have so much more space to play and then go outside and play. Um, and we're going to be able to, you know, monitor everything a little bit more, consistently and closely with lots of, uh, nest cams watching over puppies and watching over mamas and everything. Um, so we're really excited for that. And like Ethan was saying, it's really close to being 100% finished. There's those, you know, minor finishing touches that everyone wants to have in place before it is announced to the world, I guess. But so once we finish it up, we're going to have the opportunity to shoot another series. That'll be one that we haven't done a whole bunch of, but we will do another series and film another whelping process. I'm pretty excited about that to have as much as we can going as much as we can going on without stressing mama out. Right. You know, I mean, it's um, picking a seasoned pro is a better idea than a first time mama. So, um, but being able to go through that whole process to show you guys all of that again, as well as some of the newer things that we're able to incorporate in the early stages, there's kind of like a small window and this will be something new that we've never done before, but some other folks, um, Charlie and Annie, they've, uh, he's tuned in here probably. Sipping I on thought I bourbon. saw him check in earlier. So they tried, uh, you can do litter boxes for puppies. Okay. Sounds kind of weird, but, um, there's kind of a window in puppyhood that they start eating mush, but really shouldn't be going outside yet. And they go from mama kind of cleans up a majority of it to mom can't keep up anymore, but they can't go outside. And we don't necessarily want mom to keep up because that means she's eating poop. A lot of of it. Yeah. A lot of it. So there's that window. Which is tough on mom's digestion. Yeah. So. And there's a window and that window is disgusting disgusting to keep up with. I'm just saying right now. So we're going to be trying this. Uh, Puppies are wonderful. Of, Puppy poop, not so much. This is it. This is 100% <laughs> it. So the there's this window and we're going to be trying litter boxes with puppies. And, and we're going to test out how that goes before we just throw it in the videos. Because I want to. Oh, why don't we just throw it in the videos? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're testing it out now and we're not videoing now saying this is coming up and it's it's an interesting thing it's a new thing that we're going to be doing that i wanted to try and try. evaluate absolutely exactly i'm reiterating and agreeing with you i didn't hear any agreements but cool did it sound like i was agreeing with him people no <sighs> anyway so we're going to incorporate some new things um like ethan said having a female that's comfortable with us being there filming things is important. Um, all of our females really want us to be part of the whelping experience. Hey there. (laughs) Hi Charles. Um, so the fact that we're there filming things typically doesn't stress them out, but yes, having a female that it isn't her first rodeo, her first litter, um, would be a good option. And I'm also, um, not wanting to necessarily 
do this until the whelping facility is finished up um, because it'll be a nice opportunity for us to highlight some of the new changes and things that we've done um, with our whelping facility too. So Ethan's going to get in trouble. <laughs> when is he not in trouble, people? Um, Cat's always right. Psh, come on now. Come people on People always take my side. I like no. it. So... Let's, um, we don't have any super chats right now, but let's go ahead and roll through answering some of these other questions that I've seen pop up. Do you have one any, do you have one right now that I haven't grabbed? Mm-mm. The, this one says pigeons. Speaking of how exactly do I order them off the site? Ah. Standingstonesupply.com. And go to the training portion. Yes. And we've had a overwhelming number of people really interested and excited in the fact that we are now offering pigeons on the site and can send them out in the mail. That's an interesting thing. Um, Didn't realize how big of an issue it was for people truly to find training birds. And so I've got it set up now. It's, it still seems a little bit expensive. Like me knowing firsthand that I can get birds semi readily and I need a lot of them. But I have it priced basically to just cover all of the expenses. It's not a a moneymaker. It's just a thing to help y'all out. But it is not the cheapest thing in the whole world. When you look at it, the shipping is expensive, okay? Um, But the the, the way to get the most cost-effective method to ship you, you know, essentially training pigeons or feral pigeons to use for training, um, they, they go six of them will fit in a box and... I ship them second day, guaranteed second day. Um, they leave our place. They get boxed up at like last thing. They get to the post office by five o'clock and you can usually pick them up by, let's say Monday, five o'clock. We ship them out by Wednesday before noon. You can pick them up. So it's technically, it's less than two days, but day and a half, they sit in the box and they do great. They do no problems at all. So Someone, uh, Cole from L said, med kits, please. And God dang, we're working on, we're I we just about on, have everything now. We have everything. We need to get pictures of everything. And then we need to get those pictures put together for an item on the store. And do we have all, every single item, every single item. Oh, well, I need to get working on that. What have we, what have we been waiting for? You to take pictures. And then our, um, online, uh, store editors to put it together in an item because yeah that won't be an issue no because we don't know how to do that like i said (laughs) well we probably could figure it out but it would take way 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 longer Mm -hmm. so no um lots of people said love the colors of the easy tabs awesome and then kelly said damn it more colors i know i'm the same way uh you know when yeti comes out with a new color of tumblr i'm like oh I need that color. Prickly pear pink? Gotta have it. Aquifer blue? Gotta have it. So I, I feel aquifer, you, Kelly. Aquifer. Those are two of their new colors. Look Goodness. them up. I've got them. <laughs> That's why we changed the name of our colors. It was all based off of Yeti's uh, marketing scheme, basically. Here, <laughs> hand me that teal one. You AKA mean the sky, sky blue. blue? Yeah, 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 yeah. Aquifer blue. So um, this color... Focus, right. Focus. There yep. we go. So throw it in, in the comments right now. What color is this? Okay. Here, what I'll hold, it, I'll hold it up next to the royal blue. These are your options, right? But what color is this one? I'm just saying for comparison purposes. Uh-huh. Yeah. What color is this one? Throw it in the comments. What do we got? I'm scrolling through looking for some more questions. <laughs> yeah, well, question is the baby kicking. Yes, he um and I think sometimes when I drink this carbonated stuff, he ends up getting the hiccups and it's uh a very odd feeling. It yeah, from the inside though. It's like it's so crazy. Hiccups, but you're not hiccuping. It's so it's crazy. Weird. We get any colors in yet? Come on, come on, come on. Charger blue. Charger blue. Sky blue, teal, powder blue, sky blue, Colorado sky blue, periwinkle. More sky blues, light blue, baby blue, robin egg blue. I like it. I like the fact that a lot of people agree that sky blue or sky. Sky blue works. Yeah. 
works for that because that's what we named it on the store. We so. did. We called it Sky We changed Blue. the name because we were getting a lot of people, not a lot, but. I called it teal and it's I not exactly it teal. teal, but it's close-ish to teal. And I couldn't think of an actual color that was closer to it. So we you use a fake name for color and then it's just like, yeah, that works, I think. Because when we put it Prickly on pear teal, pink. people were like. Uh, this, this isn't teal. I, I, I'd like to return this. I'd like to exchange this. And we're like, oh, okay, well. Well, it's the exact color of the, the color picture on the, the website. Picture, but um, you must have a different idea of what teal is in your brain. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, I gotta, I gotta answer this one. How is shock from Blair Fat. Johnson? Oh my gosh. Ugh. So another thing that I have to just throw out there is if you don't follow our Instagram account, I highly recommend it because I've been having so much fun with reels lately, including one with shock in it. Uh, that was super cute and funny. Can you pull it up and show it on here? Is there a way to do that? Just to like put the it real. In? Yeah. The shock reel. I think so. Anyway. So she's getting to be a chunky monkey. So she's 10 days younger than the grit vex litter and she weighs more than them. She, we weighed her today. Um, Cause she just turned three weeks old and she's six and a half pounds. And the other puppies are, um, how can you oh. hear it in the mics here? I can hear it in my ears. No, it's playing through here. Is it, is it not? I can't tell. It, you all can't hear that. I don't think. Let me switch this over. Okay. Um, but the rest of the puppies that are four and a half weeks old now are like five and maybe six pounds. So she's 10 days younger and outweighs them by a pound on mm -hmm. average. So there oh, goes. I can hear it in there now. Gets an award. I don't want to alarm anyone, but I haven't snacked in 25 minutes. Uh, I don't know whether that, whether that sort of gets an award. I don't want to alarm anyone, but I haven't snacked in 25 minutes. Uh, I don't know whether that, whether that sort of gets an award. I don't want to alarm anyone. That's the little fatty McFatterson. Yes. And she will definitely trim down once the resources are, um, not a free for all from mama anymore, but She's, she's doing great. We have been letting her socialize with some of the Grit Vex puppies. She's holding her own. She's doing a great job. Um, and we'll be posting more pictures and videos. We actually have a video that we shot for the YouTube channel talking about her. And I think that goes out Friday, Monday, something like that. It, it'll be coming out for Friday. I can't remember exactly. It's going to be one of the next upcoming videos. Um, we mm -hmm. typically shoot a few videos ahead just because of editing time and scheduling time. So it's on the horizon though. So you'll get to see a few more cool things of her, but that was one of the reels that I've done. And the rest are, I, you know, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. They're pretty dang funny. <laughs> you did it. I did it. Toot. That was me tooting my own horn, right? Yep. So... <laughs> Uh, let's see what other questions we've got going on. Um, where did I get my hat from? Well, funny you should ask, Denise. Is that serious? They are on our online store. They are the sassy hats, and they come in this kind of denim and denim gray blue color, yeah. uh, maroon color, and a pink. Mm -hmm. So, and they say standing stone. And they have somewhere. a high uh, ponytail yeah. spot. Yeah, for sassy when you're feeling spot. sassy. And then a regular low sassy. ponytail spot. So That's the funny thing about it. So like I got who I think I think Jess had one first. And she just took her hat and cut a hole in the back of it or something. Or did she actually have a ponytail? No, she cut a hole in it. She's cut a hole in it. Anyhow, I was like, uh, why do you have a she's like, uh, so you can wear a high ponytail. I'm like for when you're feeling sassy. That was the, that was a legitimate That's the response. beginning of yes. the search for the sassy hats. Cause I was like, I got to get some of these. And before these were a thing, I also started cutting a couple holes in the tops of a few of my hats too. Cause sometimes you just need a high ponytail, but get up a little closer. It says, uh, throw it up, throw it up in there. Messy hair. Dogs don't care, baby. Right. And my hat, it happens to say... Kent Cartridge. Kent. 
cartridge. We don't have these for sale. (laughs) (laughs) But um, a med kit would be great. I'm trying to put one together right now, but it would be very convenient for me to have you do it for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we will. So, um, go ahead. You know, no, the the Mud Rivers uh, handler's handler's bag. bag. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, Awesome bags, got space on the inside, it's got space on the outside, um, and all the stuff fits in it. And you've been using a Mud Rivers handler's, handler's bag, bag for, for years, our personal years. med kit for years. But years. the other cool thing that I was going to talk about with the med kit is we're going to have the med kit, and then we're going to have a med kit refill because mm-hmm. there are a certain number of items in the med kit that are go bad, expire, or get used or get up used easily. up. Yep. Hopefully, knock on wood, we're not getting a lot of need for the med kit, and it's just there in case. So, but there will be some things that either expire or go bad or dry up or need to be replaced, and that would be all of the things that come in the refill kit, basically. Absolutely. Oh, we got a super chat. I'll scroll down to that. From Darian H. Four-month Red Lab again. Name is Cooper, by the way. Heck yeah. Dealing with car sickness. He gets Mm. sick, vomits, and very anxious traveling. Any suggestions? So one of the first things that I like to ask is when you're traveling with him in a vehicle, is he free-ranging in the car or is he kept in a crate? Can you throw that in the comments below? The answer to that, please. Makes a big difference. Makes a big difference. Um, and then there's a few other things while we wait on that specifically. So let's say either way, we can break down how the motion sickness actually happens and kind of what ends up causing the issues. So first of all, um, dogs typically drool, drool like crazy and or vomit. That's just motion sickness. So um, there is a short answer, if you will, or a you know, essentially more easy button. Dogs can take Dramamine. Talk to your vet about the appropriate dosages. So worst case scenario, if we can't fix this to help them to be comfortable, medication is an option, but you need to talk to your vet about what the proper dosage is. And they may decide to prescribe something other than Dramamine, like Serenia, which is an anti-nausea medicine or something like that. Um, But did you talk about, I was reading and looking to see if they had answered back. Uh, Free ranging, he does better in his kennel, he vomits. Interesting. Mm, that was, that'd be typically the exact opposite of what I, I was going to say. Most um, dogs. Yeah. So, because sometimes dogs get just like so focused on looking out the window or the fact that things are moving that they don't swallow and then they have that abundance of saliva built up. That's it. And then they're like, Bleh. Um. So, <laughs> when free ranging, he drools everywhere. Yes. So, if you can give them a chew bone. Non-edible, like not quickly edible, but. Something that's enticing though, that they want to be working on, want to keep their focus. They'll be chewing on it and helping them swallow. And then that abundance of drool won't build up. And that's something that I would suggest giving them in a crate. Yep. Um, and then it, it also pulls their focus away from thinking about, because usually like their mind, the mental aspect of. They're uncomfortable. This isn't. Once it happens, it's hard to get out of that mental state of, oh, I think I'm going to puke. You know, I mean, that's just what they're struggling with. And if you can distract with that, and we found that a bone, like a special antler chew or a special harder chew type item that eventually they can get some edible aspect to it, but as soon as you put a whole bunch of stuff in their stomach, then they end up just puking that up. So, and that was another thing I was going to suggest. Um, if you know, you've got a car ride in the near future, don't avoid feeding them or letting them drink a ton of water because then that's just in their stomach sloshing around, making them feel even more uncomfortable like a pork chunk bone. Yes. Some of those pork chunk bones would be a good option. Like the, um, baked rolls or the smoked um, pressed bones wouldn't be a bad option. Uh, the antler chews would be a good option as well from our online store. Mm-hmm. Things that can't, like Ethan said, be eaten fairly quickly, but are definitely enticing enough to keep the dog's focus. And then I would say if you can try and build up 
to longer rides. So go for just a short little ride and build on success. Yeah, because again, it comes down to the mental aspect of it, right? Yes. And then also um, what sometimes happens or what we see happen is, you know, people's little puppy goes home at eight weeks old and then they go to the vet a couple times for their vaccinations. And then basically after four months, they're not necessarily having to do a bunch of car rides. So they don't ride again in the vehicle for a couple months. And then it's like, oh my gosh, my dog's car sick now. Well, it's kind of like they have become undesensitized to car rides and it's now a big thing for them to get over. So continuing when you get a new puppy to continue that socialization aspect of things of just, Hey, we're going to go on car rides because that's going to be a normal part of our life. The other side, um, just is, and what I, I kind of started, I said mental stuff and the cat's like, yeah. And then moved on. But the, uh, the mental aspect of it is the dogs start to have apprehension around the vehicle and then that or anxiety around the vehicle and that anxiety gets to the point where it builds and builds and builds and you can't get them past it. I mean, even before you start moving, they jump in the car and they're, or they get drugged to the car and then they're sitting there drooling and that's not a motion based thing. That's an anticipation of what they're about to experience. So a lot of times with dogs like that, it's going to be even smaller steps. So if your dog is to that point, you'd load them up and feed them and let them out or load them up and give them a small treat and let them out or load them up and then give them that chew bone like, hey, we're going to do something and then drive around the block slowly, making sure not to swerve a bunch and whatever else. And then park the vehicle and say, that's it. It's done. So, and you can build up with that and get past the mental aspect of a car ride. The apprehension. Yeah. Yeah. Which he had mentioned too. I do think there's definitely a mental thing to it. He's now just fearful before getting into the car when the door. That's it. Yeah. um, Breaking those into smaller steps so that he doesn't have all of that extra tension already starting out. 100%. um, Good question. There's another super chat question from Devin Whelan, 15 week old Munsterlander did the positive pigeon drill at 13 weeks. Awesome. Not showing pointing instincts, extra drills I could work on or drills to use the nose more. So, um, this is one of those situations that I'd really like to see a video of how your positive pigeon drill went. Um, timing can be really, really important especially with a puppy that's a little bit jumpy or um, wants to sit or something like that for that drill and getting them to stop, stand there, and then releasing the pigeon at the right time is important. Um, 13 weeks old is also somewhat on the young side. Um, Absolutely. For this drill, typically, we did Trix's. I don't know, she was 14, 14 and a half weeks old, maybe something like that. I kind of forget. Um, but just them tracking the bird can, they can lose it when they're too young, I guess. Um, there's a lot of things. So I would like to see actually how the drill went, but most likely repeating the drill. Sometimes the drill needs to be done more than once. Um, and it definitely depends on the dog, depends on their dog's natural steadiness. The depends on the dog's natural prey drive. All those things really can play a big role on pointing instinct with this drill in the beginning. Um, but the positive pigeon drill is typically really powerful in bringing out that pointing instinct with any pointing dog breed. Um, whether it's a Munsterlander, a DK, a German short hair, a Vishla, it really, um, seems to be a really good overall drill because not only is it, it's incorporating sight pointing mm-hmm. basically. Um, not really the nose work and the scent pointing at this point, but it's saying, look, you can be rewarded for stopping standing there and exhibiting a pointing behavior. Then we can utilize positive, um, excuse me, like homing pigeons and launchers to start working on that nose work and identifying scent as something to point. But it's helpful for the dog to already understand what that whoa pointing behavior is going to be before hitting the field. Now, one thing that I have to say about Monsterlanders is typically their noses have absolutely nothing wrong with them. Uh, so you're talking about like drills to use the nose more. Um, 
I would say working on getting your puppy to do the pointing drill through the positive pigeons would be a better option to begin with because I know Munsterlanders have excellent noses. Um, they are super good tracking dogs when I get to watch them. Usually, uh, they are the ones out there rocking their tracks. Um, when we're looking at some of these Navda tests and I would rather see them understanding pointing than just using their nose and then busting in on birds too, because just because they're using their nose doesn't mean they're actually using it for pointing. They may use it for tracking or they may use it to locate the bird and then zoom in on that bird um, and bust that bird because they have figured out where that bird is at with their nose, if that makes sense. So absolutely. It's a great question, but one that definitely getting to see video of what's happening is going to make a huge difference. Yeah, so. and that could completely change my answer, honestly. I mean, I could see what's going on. There's been a lot a of video. times that people are like, hey, uh, one specifically, okay, this was one of the big light switch or light switch type moments for me with how powerful the video exchange portion of what we're offering there is. A gentleman said, I don't get this clicker training crap. It doesn't work. Like, uh, easy. <laughs> okay, yes, it does. And it literally works for every dog and every animal. It's just, it's, it's positive marker, marker, it's positive reinforcement and marker based training. So what do you mean? It doesn't work. And he sends me a video and his timing was 100% off. He just wasn't doing it right. Okay. So you have to mark the behavior and that, that marks the behavior and ends the behavior. So the moment that they're doing it, well, he was doing like, he would say, kennel and the dog would go to his dog bed and then he would walk over and give it a treat and click at the same time. Well, the only thing he's marking and rewarding there is eating food out of his hand. And that's not going to reinforce the behavior of anything else that's going on. So it's just, that was him explaining to me that clicker training doesn't work. It's not getting me any closer to helping, but me being able to say, Oh, it's, it's just your timing. And then he was like, very similar situation. This is perfect. It works great. You know, I mean, it was that fast, just one thing, which could be a very similar situation with the positive pigeon drill that you're struggling with right now to get that pointing 100% behavior to be demonstrated. Someone asked a question kind of in regards to the positive pigeon drill, um, and the wing on a string. What's the difference if they are both sight driven? So this is a good question and one that I was literally planning on talking about in Trix's positive pigeon drill. But then I started talking about things. I had a puppy that I was working with throwing pigeons, got distracted and forgot to talk about that thing. And literally we finished filming and I'm like, ah, oh, dang it. I forgot to say something about that. And I'd wanted to, I told Ethan that. So yes, both are utilizing sight pointing. We did that drill with Thunder with um, the wing on a string when he was just a little baby puppy, I think eight or nine weeks old. Yeah, and probably um, 10 weeks maybe. The biggest difference is the behavior that we are looking for, the woe behavior, standing there pointing behavior, um, can also be, um, excuse me, back up. So not only are we working on that pointing and well behavior, but we can also build on cooperation and. Is it still making noise? I thought it turned the volume all the way down. Nope. Sorry. Um, can also work on cooperation and teamwork, which is an important skill for any puppy to know. Um, but either of those two drills can be overdone. Whether you're doing the wing on a string or you're doing a positive pigeon drill. If you just do that drill over and over and over and over and over and over again, your puppy is going to start relying completely on their eyes and not their nose, which we do need them to utilize their nose and understand how to find smell and point birds as well. And the wing on a string, the smell on that wing is negligible. Ethan even shows in that video with thunder being able to do it with like a napkin or a piece of towel or something. I think it was a washcloth, washcloth, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was trying to see, I pulled it up here. Just movement. Um, I'll copy this. So, you so guys it has nothing it. to do with smell. And even with a positive pigeon drill, yes, I'm using a live bird, but the puppies aren't typically smelling that bird. It's all about sight. It's all about visual. And like we've had times where we're trying to video for like the Instagram story or something, a positive pigeon drill. And I have my phone out and the dogs will come up and point the phone. Once they start understanding 
what that drill is. And that's when you go, this dog has a true understanding of what we're doing and we need to probably stop now so that it doesn't become overdone. Um, you link that video. Yeah, and, and I pinned it to the top, but it's a great uh, question. So good question. And either of those drills can be overdone. They're both working on developing a pointing behavior based on sight pointing. But the nice thing about the positive pigeon drill is we're also working on cooperation because we throw that bird to mark the behavior of standing there and the puppy gets to chase, which is a really fun, exciting reward. And then they come back to us ready for that next pigeon because they know that that's going to be something um, that they can only get by coming back to us. So it is allowing us to build on the cooperation as well in that drill. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I think that was the last question we're going to have time for tonight because we want to talk about the giveaway and how you guys get the giveaway. So 10 people are going to get one of these new cool study tabs, whatever color you want. Coupon code. Hold on. I'm going to finish explaining the rules, then coupon code so that it's not Mm -hmm. a mad dash and people don't understand what's going on. Next part of this is it does require you to pay for shipping and it requires you to make a purchase this time, guys. So it can be a clicker. It can be a hat. It can be a e-collar. It can be an easy lead. It can be a flat collar. You can get a steady tab to match your flat collar, right, Kelly? Since another damn color. (laughs) Um, But it will require you to make a purchase use the coupon code and pay for shipping. So, and there's only 10 of them ready. Oh, and if you're watching this not live, I would imagine there won't be any available. No, not imagine there won't be, there won't be. (laughs) So just, just throwing that out there. Uh, the code is Yawa free tab. Y a W a F R E E. T-A-B. Got that, guys? Quick. To the checkout. To the window. To the wall. All right, folks. That's all the time we've got for this evening. Thanks, everybody, as always, for joining uh, joining us here. We're going to continue to try and do this every week. And like Kat mentioned, next week's going to be a really fun one. Puppies. You get to watch puppies while we ramble, bamble, and uh, chit-chat about whatever it is that we talk about in Yawas. Answer your questions, that sort of thing. And then the one after that, which will be the last one of the month, is going to be with a patron joining us to ask some questions live as well because we hit our goal of 500 patrons again this month and every month that we do that, somebody gets to join us. So we'll be announcing that on our online dog training community on Patreon, finding out who would like to join us and picking one of those lucky people with a random name picker generator thing. So Absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm the guy uh, with the pink gun. And I'm Cat the Dog Trainer. I always have to go last. Save the best for last, baby. Mm, smooth. Real smooth. We'll see you in the next video. <laughs> <laughs>